Hello everyone, I'm Zakia, and the name of my company is Simply Magical Exit Treats. This is Diversified Game Game. A podcast giving entrepreneurial advice from a diverse and inclusive perspective with Kelly. He may agree, he may oppose, and it's more than just race, it's about, you know, ideas. So, let the game begin. It's killing in today on Diversified Game, all the way from Freetown, Sierra Leone. You know, it's Salon Bobo over here, Salon CC. We are also heard not just on iTunes, Spotify, and everywhere else you can hear a podcast, but AYV Radio, our latest partner, newest partner. Appreciate to be on at home. I have Miss Zakia and Zakia, I found online because she was tagged, I believe, when people were asking about decorative cakes. And I wanted to know, wait, let me see who has some cakes in Freetown, because we were looking for a cake for a friend of ours. His baby was having a birthday and we and it was a little difficult. So Zakia, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Thank you. I'm okay. I'm doing good. Okay. Tell me, tell me and tell us all about your cake business. I want to know how has this business been so far and what are your plans to even grow it so we can see your billboard and your cakes, you holding them up on a billboard like this in the future. Yes. Tell us, how did you get into cakes and, um, you know, more about the business? Okay. So um, my mom was a pastry chef. So I grew up watching her do cakes, and she was a chef in general, but she mostly does pastry like her. She used to work on the sheet, but she had a pastry business, and she even had students coming over when I was small. So I grew up into that, I guess, and I kind of just hooked on to it. And in 2017, I started my own business when I went to college. They can I have that? So yeah, I started my business in my first year in college and it's been going great. I have clients, I have so many customers, like from college, I have some other people that are, you know, around the, um, I would say the, how can I put this? The, um, the people above average. So I'm known in the popular part of it so i have lots of clients and i'm doing good and we also have apart from the cakes because that's nearly what people know people think we just offer pastry we also have a cacao farm so we plant cacao and we harvest and we i used to sell um the coffee i used to roast them and sell the coffee but the actual plan is to have a like an all black all Cerulean the first chocolate company owned and operated by a Cerulean and African in the country. So I'm still working towards that. And um, we have a coffee shop that's coming along. It's not like a small cafe, that's the plan. Like maybe next year we'll have that. So that's what I'm working on right now. A small coffee shop in Bakery. Well, you had the cheat code if, you know, since mom was already in the industry, there was a lot of things that she showed you, you got to see. It's almost like you went to college, you know, just to learn 
um, you know, mom's college, how to do that. What are some of the challenges? Yeah, what are some of the challenges that you've had in business, even though you did have the cheat code and you saw how it was done? Because so often, and this is a quote from somebody in Sierra Leone when I was telling him about his business. I said, this is great. Why don't you do this? Why aren't you on Instagram? And he said, you know, we're not really business people here in Salon. And this is why we let the Indians and the Lebanese do everything because we really, and I said, I, I rebuke that. Rebuke that. What are you talking about? You're running a business and you're not a business person. Can you talk about the challenges you've had of not just creating, you know, the business, but getting the customers? And has there been any pushback from people saying, I'd rather go to the bakery down the street? Lots, lots of really. So uh, that's one of the biggest challenges, because one thing I can say is not only for Australians, for so many Africans, and even I can go as far as say African Americans, to support, um, oh, I don't think it's going to the network. Can you hear me? I hear you. It glitched for a second, but don't, don't, don't worry. Yeah, just a second. Okay. We're, we're good. So yeah. most people in general, black people choose to switch it again. Yes. Okay. So most people choose to support. I don't know if this it's the uh, superiority. So what I was saying is, um, even in America, we always see that on the internet, and it's the same here. Most people choose to, our people choose to uh, patronize with the Lebanese and the Indians because they think they know better. I think it's mostly the superiority complex. But yeah, that's one of the biggest challenges. Even people you're close to, people that you would say, oh, these people are friends. But these people, I think, uh, know my business and they know me personally. So I think they'll come to me. They tend to go elsewhere because they think they know better. And because they have a bakery, so it's just that's one of the biggest challenges really. Because even now that I'm a little bit, I can see people know me. I still experience that some people go to the Lebanese and the Indians because they think they know better than I do. And one of the other challenges, you want to add something? Yeah, I I, I want to add something because okay. even here in America, people will say. I want to support black business, but black business, when I go knock on the door during the day, they're hours. They're not open when they say they're open. Or I say I want this and they say, hey, that we don't have this right now. We're out. So as a business owner, I always ask myself, what are we doing to make sure our potential customers and clients can never say that about us comparing to the other competition, which I have none. I don't feel I have any competition except my own weaknesses. Can you talk about some of the things that you do to make sure and reinsure people right there in Freetown, you don't have to worry about this. You know, what are the, the checks and balances that you guys do so people can know and be reassured? So I remember about two years ago, I was in a business seminar with Phibian. Phibian, we attended that together. It lasted for three days and they were grooming us and business. They even asked the same question. And I remember telling the guy that uh, for one, I make customized cakes. I don't, um, I'm very careful. 
temperature because some people are lactose intolerant, some people are diabetic, some people have different illnesses. So I focus on that to make a difference because my dad is diabetic and my grandma was. So, and she used to eat my cake. So I tend to just shift or play around with the recipe a little bit to make it suitable for them. People that are lactose intolerant or uh, cannot eat gluten, or you know, I tend to watch out for that. That's actually my specialty because I look out on that aspect. And I have, even when you order a cake, I ask questions that other people I think don't have that service. So that's one thing that I think um, differentiates me from them because most people, when you go buy a cake, maybe like I've, I've seen that my friend bought a cake from one of the bakeries here and they just she just told them any design and they sprinkle you know the chocolate uh, drip around the cake and when she went to go get she told them really that the kid don't eat chocolate but when she got it back they had an argument like i told you beforehand that my kid do not like chocolate but, and they were like oh no we just a sprinkle around the edges and she told them i don't even want that so that those are the things that i pay attention that I ask about. Before you go on with that, let me tell everybody who's listening. If you're listening and you say, hey, there's this background or this glitching, we are thousands, tens and thousands of miles away. <laughs> 15 years ago, we could not have even had this conversation and we're yeah. trying to highlight this. I promise you, if I can do this in person, next time in, I'm in Salon, I'll do it in I know, person. I I was yeah. so wishing for that. Yes. And I'm wishing that we do even more business there. So I have more of a reason with my family to go out there. We relax. We're citizens of Salon. We want to be able to relax, chillax, and, you know, build. But just for those who are listening, I want you to just listen. Or for those of you who are watching, just know we'll do this again. And when she feeds me cake, she's going to take over the interview. I'm done talking. Once I have the cake, it's a wrap. I'm greedy like that. But um, but no, go on with your, your experience as a business owner. I think this is very good for people to hear. Yeah. And so the other thing is, because when I first started my business, it was I didn't have much grooming in business because I'm, an, I'm really in the art industry. I grew up as a... A person in the art stream because I even recently graduated in social work, so I don't only I'm not just a pastry chef. I'm actually a social worker and I'm presently working as the FMP manager at a resort at Laka. So um, when I started my business, it was really hard for me because I didn't have any business back. Hold on. But you know what? You know what we can do? Worst case yeah. scenario, if the network keeps acting up, I'll call you via WhatsApp and then I'll just throughout the, the video part, which most of my people are listeners, um, through the video part, we'll put in images. So don't worry. So if that oh, tell me, huh? I think it's stable now. It's stable? Okay. Yeah, okay, just, my charger juice. Okay, just in case. So, okay, go on. 
Yeah, so one other thing I experienced was it was a bit hard for me because when I first started, I had no business uh, knowledge and I was in college. And in Africa, it's different. You know, everybody just believes in education, like, oh, just learn book and you get everything you want. Because most people don't believe in uh, other professions other than being a doctor or lawyer or, you know. Because they think you've been your idol. They think you're not doing anything with your life. Because even when I started, I had that. Uh, my, I have some family members that are outside of Trevion. So I remember asking, because one other thing I faced was the um, the ingredients and the equipment, the utility, the tools that I needed for my business. I didn't have all that. And we didn't have cake shops until... There was one cake shop when I started out, but it was really expensive because it was the only cake shop like in this country. It was the only known place. So everything was ex super expensive. When you look online, it's a different price. So I understand that they do cheap to get things here, but it was more than that. It was so expensive. So at the time, getting um, the equipment or the tools and the ingredients that you needed because up to now i still cannot get um what's that what's the called tartar um cream of tartar i still cannot Ooh. get it because yeah the last time i ordered it uh send it to canada to my aunt uh she couldn't bring it because she, she was like oh when they check in at the airport they're gonna think it's cooked because it's white powder yeah so i still cannot get that and it's one of the vital ingredients like in one of the baking recipes. So I still cannot have that. So I had to substitute uh, substitute lime and other ingredients. So that was one thing that I went through. And until recently, there was this um, Guyanese uh, lady, I think she married a Swalonian and she moved here and she's into cake business. She opened a really big shop and has is so less expensive. So now there uh, are things that we can get very easy from her. And so the other cake shops, you know, as soon as she started a business and it's really, it's bigger than theirs. So the level of the game and some prices are a little bit better now. We can get the things we need and it's not as hard as it was before because our cakes that we couldn't make that you'd have to say just like you said oh i cannot do this cake i cannot do that because you don't have the right tools or the right ingredients so that was one other thing and the other uh one other difficulty i faced was that i was juggling both um college and uh, business and it's hard especially for someone who I was just doing the business I cried out of my pocket, out of the money that I make from what my parents give me or from what I make from the little, that, the business. So it was hard trying to put all that together, focus on school and focus on my business. And I had no one supporting me with anything. So that was really hard to come up uh, the level, at the level which I am right now. So that, but eventually that it paid off. Because I was very serious. It was so I have a passion for it. It's something that I have a passion for cooking, baking. So yeah. let, let me ask you the cream of tartar. I'm looking it up right now because I don't want people to think like I'm over Sebi and I know you know all about every, everything. Um, yeah. it, it it can be made. And I'm looking at the ingredients, and you know, this is like chemistry, or they they compare it to winemaking. Has that, have you looked at possibly making it out of its basic ingredients? Um, is, is that possible? Because I see like, you know, this could it's be in a, a science lab. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, and I am not a science person, so it's a lot. I am afraid I can't even get the ingredients that are needed for that. So I don't even venture on that. I just use uh, lime or whatever I can use to bake my mm-hmm. eggs right now, and it works. But the cream of tartar makes it really stable and really firm. So. Oh, oh I, and and you know, cream of tartar. I that. It does. I'm looking at the pictures. It does look like it could be cocaine, but yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure there's a way because even like uh, breast milk, when you bring it through the airport, they make you open it up. They test it. Some people will make you even taste, you know, certain things. Yeah, I know. I just didn't want to put boarding on her because I just I got that she was afraid. She's black and she's you know of everything happening. So I didn't want her to get into any sort of trouble or difficulty in bringing that. So I just canceled it. Ah, okay, I, I, okay. I think there must be a way, but no, there there must be a way. We'll talk about it off air because yeah. um part of yeah. uh, our part of our business um coming into Salone is to solve problems like this, because to me, difficult problems, I want hard, difficult problems. This one doesn't seem to be difficult, but as a business owner and, you know, putting in orders, this is what many people have struggled with. The orders probably all come at once, you know, holidays, birthdays, certain days, and to keep up with all of those orders. Have you got to the point where you have to hire other people? And now the business isn't just doing cakes or dealing with customers. It's dealing with your uh, team members. Has Have you yeah. got to that point? Yeah, many times. Uh, I think even the year that I started, because I told you I was in college in my first year, and I had a lecturer, is really is one of the most amazing people I've met, Paul Conte, Octopus. Most people know him as Octopus. He was one of the most encouraging people that I met when I first started. He would, instead of going to, he's very supportive, he's Pan-African, he's, support, he's just very... Uh, pan-african and proud of his country and his people so whenever he sees a Solonian with potential he makes sure he plays a role in helping you so it was one of the people that really played a big part in this it would it never in anywhere would always come with others to me whether it was a birthday cake engagement marriage whether it was um food for 100 or 300 people it would cater everything to me so it was the first person that actually gave me the challenge the, the, the will to challenge myself when i first started out he gave me um uh, so he gave me a deal to cook for 300 people whenever we had um, any event at college that he was hosting he would give me the deal would give me everything so yes I, I had to hire other people and my mom i told you she was a chef so it was easy because my mom would always tell me what to do or direct me and they were all that I hired and paid at the end of the day after work so yeah i have a team you didn't get that i, I got do you I get got, all that I got do I I get all go of again? it. Yeah, say it, say it again, just so we can, okay. um, yeah, say that again. So I said when I first started out, I met, I had a lecturer, one of my um, policy analyst lecturer. He's one of the most amazing people I've met. He's very encouraging. And he was one of the people that encouraged me to, like, continue my business, even when I face challenges, even when I face people who are bullies or, you know, you always 
tried to encourage me and when I first had it, he would give me all his deals, whether it was for wedding, whether it was cake, whether it was for 300 people, he would let me cater for food and pastry and everything. So he was the first person that actually gave me the will to challenge myself. I started making different, different things for him, different foods, different, you know, so yeah. I do get that sometimes, and most times during the holiday season or the wedding season, especially the wedding season, it can get really hectic for me because then I have to prepare food for maybe 300 people, and I have to make the wedding cake, and I also have to be on this on that. So I have, I did, I have help. My mom is one of the biggest help. She's of course she knows the business more than I do, and I have a team like mostly family members, because it um, it's much better when I work with them because then they don't have to charge me a lot and I don't have to uh, pay them too much where when I lose money and the business loses money. So I mostly work with my family members. Now talk about, since you're hiring people, um, mm -hmm. talk about the community givebacks that you've done doing or that you plan on doing because you know most entrepreneurs are very giving people and they're doing it and the reason why they have success is because they're impacting solving problems and helping others so talk about your community give back okay so mostly uh since last year when the COVID started uh i started a training because i noticed that um, there were young adults that were just sitting just at home without anything school got cancelled no business nothing and it was hard for these people to even get money to eat so we started a youth empowerment program i still have my proposal i just couldn't continue because i didn't have the proper funding that i needed it was actually supposed to be a very big program i even wrote the proposal and everything but i couldn't get the funding so i just did the small it, it was uh um i have computer studies the courses that i offered batch ending uh but yeah i okay okay so um yeah back in last year i started a program a youth empowerment project that i couldn't continue because of the funding but i went as far as hosting more than three classes at Jue. That was where I was doing the youth empowerment program. We offered courses in um, tailoring and designing, um, background decorating and event planning, pastry and culinary arts. And we even, there was supposed to be computer studies in the curriculum, but I couldn't get the computers that I needed. And I wanted, my target was the was free term, but I couldn't even do the whole free term. So I just had to opt for Jue students or young people even run to so, so i had i did it three times because we normally go for three weeks each so i did it three times i did it in um april june and july so that was mm. when the classes ended i still have the students we created a very big impact i still have students calling me for recipes for everything since i started working at this new resort I got, I think I got three of them a job. They're working here now. So I'm still, I'm still trying to work on that. I'm, I'm sure when I meet the right people or the, you know, people that would love my idea or love to fund the program, it would be, it would be really big. So, but that's all. 
that's what I'm doing. And I'm hoping to do a giveaway this Valentine's Day because mostly on February 14th, that's when we make um, the most money all year. Because, uh, you know, people love love <laughs> and people love Valentine's. So someday, uh, sometimes we will make, um, I always do some so many services on Valentine's Day and I do giveaways. So this, no, this is my first actual giveaway this Valentine. So I still, it's not how, it's not there yet, so I'm not going to tell you, but you'll see the flyers <laughs> out soon. Because I, I remember the last time I told you I'm working on rebranding the business. Uh, now it's a bit hard for me because I just started this new job and I'm always busy, but I'm still working with that. So we have a giveaway coming up this Valentine's Day and hopefully by maybe six months from now I can continue the previous development project. Well, I, I appreciate this and I can't wait to see what the rebrand is. You guys, you guys are getting the game on somebody who is starting their business, sustaining their business. And whenever you're able to hire, you're succeeding and succeeding has so many different levels. Um, and, and it just goes up, up, up when doing it right. Let the people know, because I want to know, and I want to see more cakes where they can follow you to find out and say, look, I want to, I want cake. I want cake now and let them know how soon they have to let you know how long it will take. Cause you know, our people globally will call you today and say, I want a cake. Cake tomorrow. Oh my yeah, God. Yeah, yeah. I know. No, I, I'm talking about myself. I say, no, I need it today. I want it today. Whatever it is. I want it. Can I get it today? What does it take? <laughs> so yeah. I always get orders like that. Um, so I have a Facebook page. I'm working on my um, my website presently. I had a website before, but it wasn't properly um, organized. So I'm working on that right now. I have a Facebook page, Simply Magical Cakes and Treats. Yeah, so those are old photos, but yeah, you can see. I think I recently uploaded, like two to three months ago, I uploaded the last pictures i had in my archive so yeah but i'm working on my website now and i'm also working on the instagram page to put the business out there and to market myself well so and mostly i get orders like that i sometimes i need others to come in like a week earlier so i can prepare better you know, i have people calling me like maybe today or tomorrow with an order like oh i want a four chair wedding cake for tomorrow i do i get orders like that and sometimes because me i value mental health and i value my mental well-being and my physical health so much that i decline i don't care even if i'm broke broke i cannot make a cake today for sorry for tomorrow i don't take others like that and some people are used to that i get others like that a lot so yeah i need a week's notice at least to prepare better especially now that i have to juggle my both my job and my business well you guys give give her time you know off air i'm going to talk about some systems and say, what could we do? But I'm gonna let those be known for the boss over here. And I want you guys to do this. I want you, no matter where you're listening on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Listen Notes, or AYV Radio right there in Freetown, Sierra Leone, on the website, or 
on the radio. Wow, people still listening on the radio. I want you to share this information with somebody. It will change their life. You guys be blessed. Hi everyone. Have you ever been curious about visiting Africa? Which African country were you interested in? Kenya, Nigeria, Uganda, South Africa, Ethiopia. Which country are you interested in? My good friend, Kellen Cash Coleman, came up with a course called My First Trip to Africa that'll guide you through this process. It's only $20, and in this course, you'll learn about passports, visas, vaccinations that you need before you go there, as well as a budget, uh, how much the trip is gonna cost. He also talks about what you should pack, uh, what you should take with you, how you should travel on a budget. Did you know that 100 US dollars is worth a 1,000 South African rand and over 10,000 Kenyan shillings? So imagine what you can do with $100 back home. I say back home because I'm from Sudan, I'm African. I already know how it's like. I know that, you know, when you convert Canadian and American money, it goes a long way when you're traveling across Africa. So if you're curious, um, if, if Africa is a place that you've always wanted to go, always wanted to move there, Kellen Cash is the person to ask. Check out the course. There's a little preview you can listen to. Um, before you actually purchase it. If you're interested in this course, visit www.diversifiedgame.com. Don't miss out. Thanks for getting in the game and listening to the Diversified Game Podcast with Kellen, the number one show pairing entrepreneurship with diverse and inclusive perspectives like wine and cheese, bagel and lots, fish and grits. Be sure to visit DiversifiedGame.com for all the good stuff. Join in the conversation and discover more content.